Hello, goblins. We want to know more about you, our listeners, so we can try to get some sponsorship to support our network and our creators. We love podcasting and putting out content, but it can be financially strenuous, as we're sure many of you know. Head to cavegoblins.com survey and answer some quick questions to be in the draw to win a $20 Amazon gift card. There's so much I want to talk about that just isn't interesting. But we're not here to talk about uninteresting things. Eric, we are here to talk about the most interesting thing. Two guys pitching podcast ideas back and forth. Sometimes with a special guest. No special guest this week. Uh, this is a show called Podcast versus Podcast. I'm Piers Ray. My name is Eric Ivanovich. And on Podcast versus Podcast, we take turns no. pitching podcasts okay. to each other. At the end of the show, we're going to vote on which one is the better one. And if we agree, well, then guess what? We quit this one forever. We do that one instead. Hasn't happened yet. We usually vote for our own show, so it's a tie. That's great. You got it, Eric. You f- you, f- you flipping nailed it. <laughs> you flipping nailed it, buddy. I flipping nailed it. Listen, I have a podcast pitch to you. Please, I want you to lay it on me. Now, this is something that Fran uh, had in a dream. Okay. Fran doesn't usually dream in podcast pitches, but for some reason, she dreamt a podcast pitch, and so she That's told weird. it to me. It's it's odd. That's very weird. It's uh, I don't normally dream in podcast pitches, and I like am immersed in the world of podcast pitching uh she's never pitched a podcast and yet she dreamt one um unfortunately i didn't take very good notes so i'm going off of memory of something that she dreamed like six weeks ago yeah uh sorry to fran if i fuck it up at all but um every episode you and i would uh entertain some alien guests aliens would come down and they would pitch podcasts to us wait okay but the aliens don't speak English. All they they know that we like pitch podcasts, so that's what they're here for. Right. Um, but they speak their, you know, their alien languages. They they communicate in whichever way. They they might not even use language. Like have you ever seen Arrival? The way that those aliens communicate. I have is... not seen Arrival. I've not seen Contact. I haven't oh. seen Arrival. Oh. I saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But I was a child. Uh, I think they talk in that. I haven't seen that. I don't think they talk. I think they kind of just like smile and like commu- communicate through balloon animals and oh, okay. big gestures and they things. They do a lot of murders in that too. A lot of murders. Um, well, anyways, aliens would come down. Every episode would be like different aliens. So from like different planets and have diff- completely different ways of trying to communicate. Right. And we would have to try and figure out what their podcast pitch would be. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, and she told it to me, and I was like flabbergasted. Like, how did you dream such like a perfect podcast pitch? That's so cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it would be called. Uh, uh, aliens pitching podcasts. Uh, is, but it's hmm, it's got to be something like good though. It's got to be this, like a good title. Out of this world podcasts. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, out of this world pitches. Out of, maybe just like out of uh, this world is even enough maybe just like that's out of this world and then what we <laughs> could do i love it it's like a 50s game show yeah. That's out of this world and at the end like while we're like while we're doing like some sort of complicated uh uh sign language or or whatever trying to right. kind of like we have to find a way to communicate with them even though like through the language bar- barrier through the and through the not even the like language barrier but through the like barrier of uh of different organisms 
built in in different ways like, right they would have a the... totally different perception of reality than we would have yeah so like somebody could come down and let's assume they have english yeah just for this but their pitch would be like okay you know forks <laughs> and we go yeah and yeah. they go that's it and then we have to like draw so it, it out of them yeah, like what do what's they the mean by forks uh what is in their culture? What Why is, that? is this important? Yeah. And then um, it turns out that like to them, they don't have forks on their home planet, yeah. but they love them here, which is why they came. Right. And it turns out that forks are always singing. Right. At a frequency we can't hear. We weren't aware they were sentient. Right. But they've, they, like if we just put like a fork in front of a mic for an hour and a half. Yeah. That's a podcast. Like it's a forks we can like human beings can't listen to it. Of course, but we yeah. could export that podcast to Epsilon Five. And once we finally figure out what it is, we both go, "Whoa, that's out of this world!" Right? And they say something back to us in their weird alien gibberish. Yeah, or they don't say like, or they like try to telepathically communicate to us oh, or something. I don't like that. I don't like aliens that tele- communicate telepathically. Um, I say <clears throat> use your words, and not in my head. I really like I I genuinely really love it's it's a trope that that I really enjoy yeah specifically when Stephen King does it but I'm sure a lot of other people do it yeah in a book when it's like uh, a human and like some being of unimaginable power is like trying to communicate and the the being is like it doesn't it's doesn't speak verbally it like right. just transmits thoughts to their head like usually images or emotions or... yeah and it like it's trying to convey a thought that can't be converted into words so it like suddenly the human just like gets an image in their brain yeah i i'd love it i was like i'm always like oh man it's so uh just breaking down the the artificiality of of language <laughs> right my favorite is when uh in a stephen king story yeah when the protagonist is driving around with a being of unimaginable power and yeah. uh you know his old cadillac yeah and a chubby checker or a fats domino domino song comes over the record and the yeah. alien starts communicating through that yes and like chubby checker is like singing like instead singing. of saying do the twist he's like uh turn left here yeah exactly exactly i'm from another planet but set to music yeah yeah and we're like wow music really is the universal language <laughs> look i'm sorry th- th- you made a great pitch aliens coming down to earth yeah communicating friends, to us through stephen pitch. king well friend subconscious's pitch yeah friend dreamed a pitch it's a wonder that it ended up being like a coherent thing i'm amazed i'm amazed can I give you my pitch? Yes, I'd love it. Unless you have any, do you? Did one last question? Yeah. Did Fran have any specific alien ideas? Did she? She didn't have no. visions of like types of aliens or the what an alien's pitch would look like. No. Damn it. We I mean, we could Damn we could come it. up with one right now. Like uh, maybe there's an alien comes down with like a dozen eyes and no ears. Right. And uh, the noises that it makes, it has to like make noises with its hands. It doesn't have a mouth. Right. It has like four or five hands. But it, it has like... no ears, so why would it make noise? Um, because it can feel the vibrations or it can see the vibrations. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so the I'm into this. So the sound the the sounds that it makes aren't as important as like where its hands are when it like makes snaps and stuff. Okay. So the the shapes that the vibrations make uh, are how it communicates. Little... And obviously we can't see vibrations. Right. And it can snap in different colors as well. Uh, like it yeah. can, it's got a whole range of expression yes. through these. But for us, it's just snapping. Yeah, and we're snapping like, what very fast. Are you doing? And we have to, uh, and it's pitching us a podcast about 
like it's like an eye washing podcast. Okay. Like there's different in this alien's culture, uh, eye hygiene is like very important. They've got so many eyes and they're so prominent. Right. But um, uh, so this guy's this is like a super boring alien. Because <laughs> he came down, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to just really educate people about the proper eye washing well, technique." No, because like in their culture, like you want to be able to like keep your eyes clean. Yeah. But the natural oils that their eye stalks produce that make the eyes look ugly and gross are what helps them, you know, communicate and see. Right. So uh, they used to be like centuries ago. They were like great hunters. Right. But now that they've like, <laughs> now that they've civilized and they're like, yeah. well, we don't want to have all this goop around our eyes anymore. Yeah. So this alien is is uh, uh, giving wants to do a podcast where every episode is a different like eye style that you can wear that looks fashionable and cool, but doesn't like impede your communication skills or your hunting abilities. Right. Interesting. Um, and we would have to figure that out through snip snaps. Which yeah. would be difficult because we can't see colors or vibrations. So it's a little like we're... Yeah, and we don't have the cultural back- backdrop. Totally, totally. Yeah. So like all his all his jokes are just over our head. Yeah. And they're mostly eye puns. <laughs> yes. Told in four-dimensional snaps <laughs> of color. Yeah. Very it, difficult. But once we did finally figure it out, we would look at each other and say in unison, that's out of this world. <laughs> it's a great show, Fran. I wish she'd come on the show to pitch it herself. I really would have loved to put her through the ringer over this. Oh, man. It's a really cool show. That is a really cool show. It's not, and you're not going to like this, but it's not as cool as my podcast pitch today. Uh Uh-oh. It's called Stephen King Adventures. Now, I've had an idea at the back of my head for a long time. I think that Stephen King, uh, either at his current age or preferably, I would say, mid-30s would be the ideal character range, um, in an animated series... Okay. Kind of like a Goosebumps type thing. Or where, kind of like a Jackie Chan Adventures? Kind of like a Jackie Chan Adventures meets, meets Goosebumps, where the main okay. ca- where the author is also the protagonist. Oh, you're talking about Goosebumps the movie? Uh, Goosebumps the movie, though R.L. Stein, I feel like, is also a character of his own books. That's I might be misremembering that, but I feel like... He doesn't show up in the books, no. Unless you're talking about, like, the... Obviously, Arl Stein is not, like, a, a, a real no, person. No, it's not a real person. But it's, like, as a framing device so that the books are taking place in, like, a pocket universe, sort of. And yeah. we're kind of, like, when we pick up a Goosebumps book, we're sort of, like, peeking into this universe where Arl Stein exists. Um, that's a great interpretation. Yeah. I was thinking more, like, occasionally he'd drop his own name in the book. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, well, I I've read know. probably many more Goosebumps books than you. How dare you? I though I did stop reading them in elementary school, so you may yeah. you may well have. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were I was in elementary school more recently than you. Yeah, only by like three four years. Yeah, but important years. Yeah, those are big years. There's a lot of goosebumps coming out in that time. Yeah. Anyways, um, ideally it would be an animated feature series. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's too old now, we can't get the real guy. No, of course, yeah. I mean, we could maybe cast an actor, but. No, I like animated. That's good. I don't I don't want to put up with all the how do I put this? The the controversy of casting someone else as Stephen King when the real Stephen King exists. Yeah. I think we have to wait for him to die before we can cast another person as him. He'll be I just don't want anyone's feelings hurt. Of course. Um so basically this is like he's him and his car, Christine, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Which is like his main sidekick. Uh, and, you know, an, ass- an assortment of his friends, uh, probably that sheriff from Needful Things. Uh, Carrie. Carrie, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not, I mean, not, uh, yeah. Oh, Carrie is one of his friends. I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, but she's like, she's 
in this series, she cannot be the troubled teen. She could be a teen next fine door. She, she might. She's the voice of reason. She might be a little angsty. Yeah, but she. The important thing is she has psychic powers. I guess yes. it could be like the kid from Firestarter. The kid from Firestarter. Ooh, that would be a good one. I mean, but either of those people could also be. Let's call them monsters of the week. So this would be yeah. a podcast uh, told out in half-hour installments. Yeah. Basically like your classic radio serial following yeah. Stephen King and his friends, Christine the Talking Car and the Firestarter kid from Firestarter. <laughs> Maybe some other people. I mean, probably most likely it would be like someone from the Gunslinger series. Probably the no, Gunslinger. No, no, Because they never, they never come through to Castle Rock. Well, they this never all come has to, to Castle take Rock, place but they do in meet northeastern s- United States slash eastern Canada. Spoiler maritimes. alert: They do meet Stephen King in the books. Yeah, they, don't they hit him with a van or save him or something? They save him. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they they talk to God through him. Okay, well, that's one episode. That's okay. like one episode. Okay, I see. Where yeah. these characters come out because it's that's too fantastical. <laughs> that's too <laughs> fantastical. All his other books are set in the real world, yeah. and strange things happen. That's set in a strange world where real things happen once in a while. So basically, yeah, I mean, like, I can tell from the big smile on your face that you're loving this idea. Um, this that, is a great idea. Yeah, this would be a really fun thing to write and, and do. Um, Jesus. So it's got to be, I'm trying to think of, like, in Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. Uh, whenever I think of Jackie Chan Adventures, I think of a... Um, a, a children's like TV guide magazine that I used to get, like yeah. this little pocket book. I used to have a couple of those. Um, I don't know what it was called. I think it was a specifically a Disney thing. Yes, it was. But, Again, but I was Jackie Chan Adventures Disney? I believe so. Okay, I believe it was Disney Channel. Also, I would have gotten those about four years ahead of you. So mine would have like a guide at the back explaining like what web terminology was. <laughs> it's like yeah. surfing the web. Oh, that's what that means. It just means using the web. Mine had like uh, ranking things of like, what's the best Nerf gun for your buck or whatever. Oh but there's God. also like a uh, an interview with one of the people from who like behind Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. And they were like, so obviously it's a cartoon, but is it like real? Like, is it based on like real Jackie Chan stuff? And they're like, well, you know, it's a we like to take Jackie we like to take Jackie Chan and sort of like extrapolate like kind of exaggerate a little bit like for example if the if Jackie Chan in real life could jump 30 feet Jackie Chan in the cartoon can jump 40 feet right and I remember as a child thinking like 30 feet Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan can't cannot jump, jump 30, 30 feet, feet. J- Jackie Chan is uh, extremely physically fit he can't jump 30 feet how tall is a story is that 12 feet <laughs> um uh, I most like a typical in an office building, the ceiling height will be like eight feet and then two more feet above that for in, like the stuff, the yeah, guts, for like, yeah, the guts of so the building. Ten, it's around 10 feet, 10 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so three stories. Now, does that make on. sense to you? J- Jackie Chan cannot jump. Jackie Chan, if you're out feet. there, post a video of yourself jumping 30 feet in the air. Or I'm never watching Jackie Chan Adventures again. But in Jackie Chan Adventures, he has his niece um, and grandpa. I don't know if it's his grandpa or is his niece's grandpa. So that would be like his uncle. It might be um, his uncle. I think it's – for some reason I remember they share the uncle. <laughs> like I feel like they both call him uncle. So it might be like his niece's great uncle then I guess. You got Jackie Chan, a talented archaeologist and skilled martial artist. 
who lives in San Francisco with his uncle. Yeah. And you have Jade Chan, Jackie Chan's Hong Kong-born 12-year-old niece, technically his first cousin once removed, so they share the uncle. Okay, good. So they can both just call him uncle. Uh, uh, is there a talking animal? Um, okay, Uncle Chan, Toru, a very large Japanese man, once an enforcer for the Dark Hand. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Ratso, a nerdy strongman, Chow, uh, ba, ba, ba. There's I'm, no, like, dragon or something. I'm, I'm looking. Uh, love that Finn, the Irish-American comedian, oh, man, never mind. Uh. There is, there does not appear to be a talking okay. animal. So, Stephen King Adventures, you would need to have, like, a, a, a sassy child sidekick, um, an old grouchy sidekick. Well, like, mentor- like a like yeah. a, a knowledge okay so you got the knowledgeable person you got the child yeah you got animal yeah and that's enough that's just three so I, four characters i disagree total. i disagree because you've given usually there should be i'm gonna put this out there like that's okay. your core group yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bump this up to five because okay. where is your romantic interest and where is your rival sometimes ally Friendly mm. rival, we'll call Okay, him. but the rival doesn't travel with you. Not all the time, but he does on some adventures. He and sometimes you'll show up there, and they're already in the case, and you got to pull their ass out of the fire, or yeah. they got to help you, and you're like, but that's fine, but just this one time, Stephen King. <laughs> I And I don't think that Stephen King is traveling with a romantic interest either. No, no, no. But, like, they're constantly going to be coming into, okay. like... But we'll, we we can find these on. five characters, Okay, right? Yeah. So we need the the older one. Um, that's what you're saying, like the sheriff from Needful Things. Um, I I would have put him at the same age as Stephen King. Like he's a rival. He would have been more like a rival, or possibly like just a friend. Like here's the thing: all these people got to be around. Stephen King's got to have friends. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's popular guy in Castle Rock. Okay, so he's just one of the characters. He's well, like in one of the episodes. Like, or whenever they sh- whenever they go to Castle Rock, it's like you're thinking oh, of this like sheriff. a Johnny Quest type situation. Jackie Chan, Johnny Quest. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of it like he's traveling the world having adventures. I'm picturing Johnny Quest, right? So I'm picturing that there's like someone else the same age for Johnny Quest. And then you have Race Bannon yeah. and Dr. Quest are the same age. Okay, right? you got I'm not two familiar adults, with Johnny Quest, so I'm very sorry. And then this. other people come and go. And um, they have a dog or something. Yeah, yeah. There's like lots of like, they, they don't come and go, but they're like, they come to a town. And it's like, oh, wow, it's... The psychic guy from... Uh, from The Shining. Not from The Shining. Fuck, what's Because he would be a great old man mentor assistant guy. The guy from... Uh, the Cronenberg the, uh, uh, made a movie based on it. Uh, it's like the first Castle Rock book. Scanners? Did he no, make a movie based on scanners? scanners? It's the guy who... The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Cronenberg the guy made the... the Dead Zone? Yes. Cronenberg made The Dead Zone? Yeah. Holy cow. I had no idea. Yeah, is that weird? I got to go back and rewatch it now because yeah. that's a good movie. Um, I remember it very well, but I saw it as a child. I was just watching it because I liked the book. Uh, I, I probably should not have been reading Stephen King books as yeah, a but child who, as young as I was. Who could resist? It was so good. When you got characters like uh, the talking animal, Pennywise the clown. Oh, oh my God. Things that like really fill out your childhood. Yeah. And all those sex scenes. Uh, I do think that Pennywise a clown, like as a shape shifting uh, psychic uh, creature, yeah. would be a good like comedic uh, comedic like, villain. 
No, no, no. As as his no. one as his no, no. He, he's yeah, got it, too much potential as a villain. He's wasted as an ally. No, it's just like it's just like Beetlejuice, right? Like Beetlejuice is a villain in the movie. He's an antagonist at in, least in the cartoon. He becomes just like a goofy, and he's much less interesting. Yeah, but it's for kids. Okay, well, Stephen King Adventures is for adults. <laughs> Maybe I didn't make that clear. I'm not voting for it if it's for adults. What are you fucking talking about, man? How can we use half of this material? We can't... Hmm. What about that... Okay, that little... That monkey with the symbols. The brass monkey <laughs> that claps its hands together. Well, first of all, it's not a real monkey. Well, first of all, those monkeys do exist. Like, are you saying you don't believe that symbol monkeys exist? I'm I'm saying that the, if you want to take the one from his story... Yeah. It's it, that one doesn't exist. I mean, that's a that's a toy. You mean the cursed one doesn't yeah. exist in the real world, but it would in Stephen <laughs> King Adventures. It would be a dangerous thing that they sometimes they'll come across. It's like a bad omen. Um, do you remember that story where like the the clapping that specific story? Yeah. And at the end, like he uh, to keep his son from from hearing the the crashing of the symbols, he goes out and uh and throws it into a lake yeah and then the end of the story is like uh it's like a newspaper clipping from like there's a story about how many dead fish are in that lake yeah it's a great story <laughs> i'm thinking right now it seems so goofy um well, that was during the, the cocaine period he's uh, you know he's allowed to get a little silly with it um there's not a lot of the thing is like there's not a lot of talking animals that aren't like oh what if the talking animal is the cat that comes back from pet cemetery could be the cat from pet cemetery could be something from desperation there's a lot of uh yeah but but the thing is like i mean yes okay we're gonna make it a little bit cute we're gonna say that something came back okay yeah it could be cujo could be Cujo. Could be Cujo. Who doesn't love Cujo? It could be it could be Cujo like pre rabies. And then one episode is Cujo gets the rabies slash is inhabited by that dark spirit, which is basically the same thing that happens in Desperation. I feel like it's the same monster slash spirit slash entity in both books. Sorry, in Cujo, there's no spirit. Are yes, there is. It just says rabies. No, there's a spirit. It is possessed. It goes into that cave, gets bit by the bats, get rabies, but is also inhabited by the dark spirit. Oh, uh, that's a metaphor. Um, and first of all, first of all, there's no fucking metaphors in a Stephen King book. Everything <laughs> comes from an eldritch realm. What are you so, talking about? First of all, it's a metaphor. Second of all, the spirit is the uh, serial killer from Dead Zone. Is it? Yeah, it is. But it's a metaphor for like the rot that is at the heart of Castle Rock. Right. Of course. Of course. As everything is. And yeah. all right, you know what? I'll give it to you. But I am pre- Look, if he says it's a metaphor, that's great. Well, I don't know if he's said it's There's a metaphor, also... but I've read it as a metaphor. You've read it as a metaphor. Yeah. But having read the rest of his work, <laughs> we're in Castle Rock, Maine. Anything can happen. Oh, man. Oh, the his rival is obviously the, the dark half thing. You remember the dark half? Um, where there's uh, his rivals Dean Koontz, but go on. Oh, it does have to be Dean Koontz. Sorry. Dean Koontz. Well, no, no. Dean Koontz is like his comic rival. Okay. You know, like the one who's not really a threat, but shows up and like he's a fly in the ointment whenever he appears. Um, the Dark Half is about a writer who has a, a pseudonym, very much like King had a pseudonym. Yeah, Richard and, Bachman. Yeah, and uh, and a journalist like threatens to expose his pseudonym him for having a pseudonym yeah and wants like a ransom i believe very much like king was threatened uh and instead he comes out and like publicly 
says that he's this writer as right. well. Um, <clears throat> very much like King did. But then also the pseudonym is like his evil is this writer's evil version of himself, his evil twin. Right. And becomes real and goes on a murdering spree. Look, all I'm going to say is this freaking thing writes itself. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, man. Um, I just want to live. I'm, I'm worried that the Stephen King mythos will die when he does. It won't. He'll live forever. His work is too popular to ever go anywhere. Yeah. He's a sh- he's the Shakespeare of our time. <laughs> um, well, I'm ready to vote. If I, as am I. Shall uh, we do it together? Yeah. One, three, two, two, three. One. Vote, for, vote mine. for mine. Are you insane? We can't actually do yours. We can actually do mine. That's true. I didn't think about that. Why would... <laughs> I, f- I guess it's on me. For I not forgot that aliens it. don't exist. They, I think they exist. But they aren't coming down to Earth to pitch podcasts to us. Yeah. Well, not anytime soon. <laughs> um, All so right. That's unfortunate. Well, that's a shame. Um, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, check out some... Just let, let's do some pumps. Let's pump some stuff of ours up. Let's pump okay? it louder. I'm going to say... Follow us on Twitter. We're at Podcast VS. That's yeah. a great thing if you want to t- chat with us. Best way to get in touch with us. Number two, leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars only, please. Yeah. I think we've earned them. <laughs> I think so. I think we've this earned them. This is a them. great episode. I enjoyed this. Uh, I have another show called Everyone is Jonas. We stream it on twitch.tv slash cavegoblins every Monday at 7.30 PST. Man, people should just check out all the Cave Goblin shows. Oh, man. Everything economics um tv donut clash of the teen drama titans i don't know if those are not at the moment but they easily could be (laughs) maybe i don't know listen we're living in a lot of realities right now (laughs) and subscribe to us on patreon so you can listen to good shows like uh 1000 pieces perfect look we did it guys thanks for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you chat at us we'll chat with you later Bye. bye This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.